What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Flame Entertainment and Sports. It's your boy Rob here. On uh, today's episode, and have a topic, a uh, heavy, heavily topic-filled football episode for you all out there. As it's obviously been a very um busy week within the football world, uh, within both the NFL and college football. Uh, before I get into my thoughts on each topic. I'm going to first let you guys know about the topics that I'll be covering on today's show. But before I get to that, as always, I want to talk to you guys about SeatGeek. Of course, we're part of Seat, uh, Team SeatGeek now. And um, with that said, obviously, SeatGeek is one of the best ticketing apps out there. Uh, for those of you interested in buying any tickets for a, a game, comedy show, concert, anything like that, make sure to check out SeatGeek.com. Make sure to download the SeatGeek app. And uh, for those of you who have never used SeatGeek, we have a code for you. Make sure to use code ROBCAO, that's R-O-B-C-A-O, for $20 off your first ticket purchase on, on SeatGeek. Once again, make sure to use code ROBCAO, R-O-B-C-A-O, for $20 off your first ticket purchase at SeatGeek. So now to tell you about the topics that I'll be getting into today on today's show, we're going to be starting off uh, in the coaching world. Um, first off with Mike Vrabel being fired from his uh, head coaching position with the Tennessee Titans. Now we're going to move on to Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach of all time, announcing his retirement from coaching. Pete Carroll being allegedly forced out of his head coaching position with the Seattle Seahawks. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots parting ways. The Patriots hiring Gerard Mayo, their former linebacker, and longtime uh Belichick staff member as Belichick's successor and the newest, you know, head coach of the Patriots. Um, Washington's Kalen DeBoer being named Nick Saban's successor at Alabama after recently leading Washington to a college football playoff national championship appearance against Mich- against Michigan. And then following the coaching carousel, we're going to be moving on to the NFL playoffs, which of course start tomorrow. I'm going to be going over my predictions before the season started in terms of all the teams I had making the playoffs. And, of course, going to be comparing my predictions to the actual result, the actual playoff bracket for the 2024 playoffs. Then I'm going to be predicting each game of each round of the playoffs. And then, finally, I'm going to be ending with some Finns Chiefs talk uh, as that game is expected to be the coldest game of all time. Um, And even a couple hours ago, or... Less than an hour ago, I would say the NFL actually put out a warning for fans attending that game tomorrow night in Arrowhead to be fully covered, including covering your face due to health concerns. So there you go. Those are the topics we will be getting into on today's episode of the Flame Entertainment and Sports. Hope you all are doing well out there. Hope you guys enjoy these topics. And uh, yeah, let's go. All right, guys. So we're going to start off first. In the coaching carousel, everything that's been going on within the NFL and college football, within coaching. And we're going to start off first with Mike Vrabel. As I said to begin the episode, he was fired from his head coaching job with the Tennessee Titans. I think this is uh, one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in the NFL uh, in my lifetime. I think Mike Vrabel is one of the rare elite coaches in the league. He's one of the rare coaches that regardless of who's playing uh, on the field. Um, he gives you 
your team the, the chance to win on any given Sunday. And uh, that's very rare to say about coaches, you know. Even you think of some, like, good coaches, like, they're usually not like that. That's why I said he's one of the rare elite coaches because if you have Mike Vrabel on your sidelines, you have a chance to win, like I said, on any given Sunday. And uh, speaking of winning, with regardless of who's on the field, I got to bring up Eric Spolstra, who I always use as an example, you know, the one of the best coaches in sports history. He's a guy I always say that regardless of who's on the court for the Heat, they have a chance to win a, a, every game, literally any game, regardless of who's playing. So that's why uh, I'm saying Mike Vrabel is one of the rare elite coaches. And I think Tennessee, uh, the ownership, uh, other people made this this decision. I think they did a yeah a bad decision, and um, yeah, it just sucks, you know. Especially me, I'm big fan of the city of Nashville. I love Nashville, and um, yeah, I feel you know for other people there, other Titans fans in Nashville and worldwide as well. I think this is a big uh, <clears throat> fu or middle finger uh, from t- Titans ownership to. Titans fans worldwide because, like I said, Coach Rabel is one of the rare elite coaches in the NFL today. And with that said, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how some of these playoff games, um, you know, finish this weekend, this super wild card weekend. Because don't be shocked if, like, someone you wouldn't expect to be fired gets fired because a team may want to jump on the opportunity of hiring Mike Rabel. Because he can really put you in that other level, you know. He can make you from, oh, clinching a playoff spot to being a Super Bowl contender. He's one of the rare coaches that has that within himself right now in the NFL. And yeah, so don't be shocked, you know, if someone else gets fired. Um, that surprises you because, yeah, Vrabel is just that good. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I still can't believe, you know, I'm still in shock about that. It's been some time already. About a week, I think, but it's still shocking, man. Because, like I said, he's one of the rare elite coaches in the league. Now to move on to the next coaching topic. So, of course, Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach of all time, after 17 years at Alabama, um, the winningest coach national championship was seven national champions, seven national championships, the winningest. Um, in college football history, for any college football coach that has ever coached, he's done. He retires, and um, obviously it was a shock to most people because there was not really rumblings about this. Like over the years, sometimes there there'd be rumblings. You know, as he's getting older, perhaps he could retire, but there hadn't really been any rumblings as of recent. And then you think of how great Alabama did this past season. Like you think of how they started. The first couple of weeks of the season, they kind of struggled. You know, they lost to Texas. Uh, uh, people weren't sure if Jalen Milrow was the answer at quarterback. And Saban and his staff were able to adjust um, midseason and turn everything around. And, yeah, I lead Alabama to a college football playoff appearance. And, I mean, yeah, they lost a tight game in overtime to the eventual champions, you know, in Michigan. So, I mean, even even think of this final season for Saban, and it's incredible. This might be one of the most, you know, impressive seasons of his career. And like I said, seven-time national champion. Um, A crazy stat I saw during his time in Alabama was 17 years there. He had f- f- 
uh, 44 players ended up being first round picks in the NFL drafts. And he only had 29 losses in his 17 year career at Alabama. Uh, then, of course, before that, he coached at LSU. Before that, he coached at Michigan State. And um, yeah, you know, it's going to be weird not to see Nick Saban on that sideline anymore. Uh, it's, it's just going to be a weird adjustment, of course, especially for Alabama fans and, you know, all those loyal fans over there. But I think for all college football fans in general, or all football fans, like it's going to be weird not seeing Nick Saban coaching because we a lot of us have basically grown up with him coaching and um, seeing him on the sideline every single week during the football season, whether it was his, his three stops, head coaching stops in college, whether it was his short stand with the Dolphins in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, he goes down as the greatest college football coach of all time. I think there's no debate for that. And, and then you hear the stories of the impact he's had in the community there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and all the impact he's had on, on his players like personally, personally, not just on the football field or, you know, for their football career. Um, and then it's looking now that um, he's going to be uh, moving to Jupiter, Florida, which is near West Palm Beach where him and his wife have a $17 million mansion over here in, in South Florida. So good for them, you know, uh, going from, you know, a long time in Alabama. Now hopefully he can enjoy himself with his family here in Florida. And yeah, um, I mean, what, uh, what more can I say about Nick Saban? You know, I've said it multiple times, the greatest college football coach of all time. And, uh yeah, I mean we gotta move on. It is what it is, but it is gonna be weird, you know, not to see him out there anymore. Um, another thing about Saban, um, he was reportedly in the team facility uh, the next morning after he retired because he wants to help the new the new head coach, the new regime, and he didn't want to just like retire and then just leave Alabama. That kind of you know going crazy or kind of being kind of nervous. So I thought that was pretty cool of him. So I thought I would mention that. Um, and speaking of the next coach, um, I'll get to that soon. But the next coach has been named. Saban's successor has been named. But before we get into that, we have a coach, a couple other coaching topics to talk about. Um, another longtime coach, Pete Carroll, he has allegedly been forced out of his head coaching role with the Seattle Seahawks after 14 years, including two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl title. Um and honestly, the, the the greatest era of Seattle Seahawks football comes to an end uh, before Pete Carroll. The Seahawks, you know, they had had some success here and there. I remember growing up, they had that one year with uh, Matt Hasselbeck and Sean Alexander, where they lost to the Steelers um, in the playoffs, I mean, in the Super Bowl. But Big Ben got his Super Bowl against Seattle. And then, um, of course... Like, that doesn't compare to the 14 years that Pete Carroll had there. Uh, you think of those teams he had, the defenses there, the Legion of Boom, uh, Richard Sherman, uh, Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, uh, but, yeah, you think of those defenses, anything of the offenses they had led with, you know, led by Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, some great offensive lines that they had there in Seattle. And then you think of Russell Wilson last year, um, you know, asking for a trade. He goes to Denver. Then longtime backup, Geno Smith, becomes the starter over Drew Locke last year. And Seattle, you know, makes the playoffs this year. They come a game short of the playoffs. But then you even think of, like, past the Russell Wilson era, 
Pete Carroll was still able to keep Seattle afloat and still keep them competitive week in and week out, regardless of who was playing. And um, it's just shocking that he was allegedly forced out, you know. Um, as of now, it seems as if he's going to stay with the Seahawks in like an advisor role kind of in the front office. But in his uh, press conference, he did say that he's still open to coaching. So if someone, you know, perhaps is interested in meeting with him, he uh, did not like immediately rule that out. So it's going to be interesting to see if Carroll ultimately decides to just stay with Seattle as an advisor, continues to coach somewhere. My feeling is that he's going to continue to coach somewhere, and whoever gets him is going to be very lucky. So there you go. Another shocking headline in the news world. <clears throat> the next one, another big deal, of course. Bill Belichick and the Patriots agreed to part ways after 24 years, uh, six Super Bowls, the most <laughs> by any uh, head coach in NFL history, uh, the greatest dynasty I've ever seen that that greatest dynasty ever created in NFL history officially comes to an end. Of course, Tom Brady a couple of years ago left the Tampa and now with Belichick leaving, the dynasty is officially over. And um, just like Saban, it's going to be weird, right? Not seeing Bill Belichick on that uh, Patriots sideline uh, with his hoodie on and being uh, sneaky or doing whatever he does. And uh, <laughs> even for me, I'm 25. He, this has been 24 years that he's been there. So my whole life, he's been there. Uh, he's been the Patriots head coach. So it's going to be super weird not seeing him, honestly, on that sideline anymore. Uh, but with that said, I mean, all good things must come to an end, right? So there it is. Uh, and with that said, uh, Belichick will not be retiring. He'll be looking for other opportunities. And, yeah, he's going to continue his coaching career. I did watch some clips. Uh, they had a press conference, him and Robert Kraft. I thought it was really cool. They were both like super respectful. Belichick talked very nice about the Patriots fans, and um, he said he'll always be a Patriot. Looks forward to you know coming back someday in the future, but that uh, he's very excited for the future. So let's see what happens, right? With Belichick here, there are reportedly you know some teams that are interested in interviewing him. I know the Falcons are out there a lot. Uh, some people think the Chargers could be in play. Uh, the Tennessee Titans could be in play as well. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens there with Belichick. And uh, speaking of, of the Patriots and the Belichick successor, uh, Belichick's successor has been named uh, very quickly. I think a lot quicker than I expected, at least. And the next head coach of the New England Patriots is Gerard Mayo, the former star middle linebacker for Alabama, for the Patriots, multi-time Super Bowl champion. He was a national champion at Alabama under Nick Saban. He's been on the coaching staff here with Belichick for some years now. And he is now, yeah, Belichick's successor um, after playing for him for a long time and being a hell of a linebacker for him. Um, he now becomes the youngest head coach in the NFL at 37 years old. And yeah, you know, he has big shoes to fill, but I'm sure the patience will be high due to, of course, I mean, what Belichick did had never been done before. And also, the Patriots don't have the best roster right now. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Gerard Mayo, Mayo there in, in New England. And it's crazy because to me, all these coaching things happening this week, right? Saban retiring, Carroll uh, leaving uh, or being forced out of Seattle, Belichick in New England parting ways. I was like, wow, man. Like, I know time flies, but like seeing all this is like, really blowing my mind. And then I see Gerard Mayo become the head coach of the Patriots. That blew my mind even more because I remember him 
in his college career. Like, well, I remember watching him. I loved watching him at Alabama. And now to see him all these years later become an NFL head coach already is just insane. It's mind-blowing. But, you know, congrats to him and wishing him all the best. Now to move on to our final coaching uh, headline or coaching topic of the episode, um, Nick Saban's successor is Kalen DeBoer. DeBoer, of course, coming off a national championship appearance with the Washington Huskies, where they fell short to the Michigan Wolverines. In his short time with Washington, he made a program that had that done absolutely nothing in the last, I don't know, 25 to 30 years. He made them into, yeah, a national championship team. Of course, they didn't win it all, but I mean, the fact that he was there for, what, like two two years, and he, he took them all the way to a national championship, and he had multiple players come back this season that, could have been drafted last year in the NFL draft. Yeah, he made them want to stay, and he proved them right because he led them all the way to the national championship. I think he did a hell of a job in Washington. Before that, he was in a smaller school. And it's just so cool to see a guy like that um, get such a huge opportunity at Alabama. I absolutely love the hire for Alabama, and I especially love that they didn't panic. They didn't, I don't know, they didn't do like this whole long process and stretch everything out. I like that they're quick. I'm sure Saban has some input about it. You know, I'm sure they asked him his opinion. And I'm sure he has a lot of respect for the the boy after seeing what he did in his short time in Washington. So I think it's a great, great uh decision for the boy. It's a great decision for Alabama. And I'm excited to see now, you know, this new era of Alabama football after, you know, arguably, yeah, I would say the greatest. Like, we were talking about Belichick. I said the greatest dynasty the NFL has ever seen has officially come to an end. Now we can say the same thing. The greatest dynasty the college football world has ever seen it has officially come to an end. Now with Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. Uh, and really quickly, some quick Alabama news. Isaiah Bond, their number one receiver, he has uh, reportedly entered, entered the transfer portal. So I thought I would just get that out there. thought it was interesting. I mean, this whole transfer portal, NIL stuff is just like, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I, I'm a fan of, of course, players getting paid. Uh, I That's fine. But I don't know, this whole transfer portal stuff and you have to pay guys extra to stay. They could just leave whenever they want. It's just like, a, I feel like it's a whole mess, but whatever. But that said, like, I mean, this wraps up the coaching carousel for today's uh episode. And now um, after this, we're going to get into my uh my predictions for the NFL playoffs. All right, guys, so for the next part of today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the NFL playoffs. First off, I'm going to be giving you guys the predictions I had for the playoffs to begin the season versus the actual playoff picture. So I had in the AFC, I had from, and I'm going to do it in order from one to seven. I had the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Bills, the Chargers, and the Patriots. Um... My order was off, <laughs> and I didn't get all those teams. Um, the Dolphins, of course, made it. The Chiefs made it. The Bills made it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Dolphins, Chiefs, and Bills. So, um, I had I only got three right out of the seven in the AFC. And then the NFC side, I had the Giants, the 49ers, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Lions, and the Eagles. Um, my order was off, and then the teams that made it, that I predicted, 
or the 49ers, the Buccaneers, the Lions, and the Eagles. So I had three teams right in the AFC and four teams right in the NFC. And now to get into the actual uh, playoff bracket for this year's playoffs, let me pull it up really quick. Here we go. So in the AFC, we had the Ravens. I'm going to say it from, or in order from 1 to 7. So the Ravens, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Texans, the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. Then the NFC, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Lions, the Buccaneers, the Eagles, the Rams, and the Packers. Um, so now, let me put up the schedule. So I could say it in order for you guys. So kicking things off, I'm recording this right now, around an hour before the first playoff game. Um, at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, we have the fifth-seeded Cleveland Browns against the fourth-seeded Houston Texans. In this game, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Following that one, we have the number six-seeded Dolphins heading to Kansas City against the three-seeded Chiefs. Um, and what might be the coldest game in NFL history, that one will be at 8 o'clock on Peacock. In this game, I have the Dolphins pulling it out and getting uh, a big-time playoff win. Following that one, we have let me pull this up. We have the Green Bay Packers tomorrow. The seventh seed Packers playing against the number two seed Dallas Cowboys at four thirty on Fox tomorrow. In that game, I have the Cowboys winning. Following that one, tomorrow night, eight o'clock on NBC, we have the six seeded Rams playing against the three-seeded Lions. In that game, I have the Rams winning. Then on Monday, we have a 4 o'clock game between the seven-seed Steelers against the two-seeded Buffalo Bills. And I have the Bills winning that one. Then our final game for Super Wild Card Weekend is the fifth-seeded Eagles against the fourth-seeded Bucks on Monday Night Football, 8-15 on ABC and ESPN. And I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning that game. Now to move on to the rest of my playoff predictions. So in the AFC, I have, of course, uh, there's two teams I didn't name here because they both have buys. So uh, one seed in each conference, which which in the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens, and the NFC is the San Francisco 49ers. So for the second round, for the divisional round, the playoffs here, my predictions, I have. The six-seeded Dolphins beating the one-seeded Baltimore Ravens. Then I have the two-seeded Buffalo Bills beating the fifth-seed Cleveland Browns. Now for my divisional round predictions in the NFC. I have the two-seeded Dallas Cowboys defeating the four-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I have the six-seed LA Rams defeating the one-seeded San Francisco 49ers. Then the AFC Championship, I have the two-seeded Buffalo Bills defeating the number six seeded Miami Dolphins. And the NFC Championship, I have the two seed Dallas Cowboys defeating the six seed LA Rams. And in the Super Bowl, I have the two seeded Dallas Cowboys defeating the two seeded Buffalo Bills, giving Dallas the Super Bowl title in a very long time. So, yeah, those are my predictions for this year's NFL playoffs. I hope you guys enjoy watching the playoffs. And then, one more thing. Before I wrap this up, like I mentioned a little while ago, uh, this game tonight between the Dolphins and Chiefs may be one of the coldest in NFL history. The NFL even 
is warning fans attending to cover everything, including your face. So it's pretty crazy that the game is being played. Um, something I didn't say. Um, the Bills and Steelers game was supposed to be played tomorrow, so Sunday afternoon, but it got moved to Monday due to the the crazy weather in Buffalo. So it's interesting. One game got changed, the other didn't, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed my talk there. Um, on the uh, NFL playoffs. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's Football Field episode where I covered some crazy news within the coaching world in both the NFL and college football. And then I finished off with some NFL playoff predictions. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Before I let you go, remember to check out SeatGeek uh, as we are part of Team SeatGeek, one of the best ticketing apps out there. Um, if you're interested in buying tickets for a game, concert, comedy show, anything like that, Make sure to use our code ROBCAO, R-O-B-C-A-O, for $20 off your first ticket purchase on SeatGeek. You can go to SeatGeek.com. You can go to your app store, download the SeatGeek app, and please remember to use code ROBCAO, R-O-B-C-A-O, for $20 off your first ticket purchase on SeatGeek. And yeah, once again, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoy watching the playoffs. Fins up. Until next time, everyone, take care.